Legends, folklore, and history of New England. A podcast for kids by kids. Before we start, we just want to say the biggest thank you to everyone who has tuned in, followed us, and liked us. We got our first five-star rating on iTunes. They didn't leave us a comment, so we can't personally thank you, but we so appreciate it. We have listeners all over the country, in towns and cities we don't even know people in, which is so crazy. We just want to give a shout-out to our overseas listeners in France, Germany, the Philippines, and UK. We are just so appreciative that you are taking the time to listen to our podcast when there are so many to choose from. Hello, and welcome back. I'm your host, Bridget, and I'm joined by my sister, Molly. Hi, everyone. We are excited for this week's show. It is getting closer to Halloween and everything that goes bump in the night. So we thought it would be fun to talk about vampires. Ooh, I like vampires like The Count on Sesame Street or Vampirina. You have too much Vampirina stuff. It's insanity. Well, there's also Vlad from Hotel Transylvania. Oh, that's a good movie. I like that one, but not cartoon vampires, like actual vampires. But vampires aren't real. Or are they? Apparently in the 1800s, New Englanders were losing their minds thinking there was a vampire epidemic. Although the Great New England Vampire Panic, as they call it, was occurring throughout the Northeast. Rhode Island has the most famous legend from that time, the legend of Mercy Brown. Just to clarify for the younger children out there, what is happening now is coronavirus, and that's a pandemic. So a pandemic is worldwide, but an epidemic is like in a certain area. Yep. So let's give everyone a little bit of history on this panic before we talk about Mercy Brown a little more. Okay. So 200 to 250 years ago, people didn't understand medicine like we do. Now, and common bodily functions after you die were seen as mystical or evil. Around the time of the panic, there was also an epidemic of consumption. They don't call it consumption anymore. It's tuberculosis or TB, which basically makes you super sick and you cough up blood. That's scary. Yeah. Also, it's a lung disease. Today, we have medicine to treat it, but back then there was no prevention and no cure. Thousands of people died from it. And when they buried those people, they would often have blood around their mouths. Do you see where I'm going? Right. It looks like they bit someone and had blood left over. Yes! And people were also super superstitious back then, so any little thing they would blame on something supernatural or paranormal. A combination of bad luck, a TB epidemic, and a superstition led to the panic. So back to Rhode Island's very own vampire, Mercy Brown. You can actually go visit her grave at Chestnut Hill Cemetery in Exeter, Rhode Island. We went and visited her grave. It was a bright and sunny day when we went a couple weekends ago. Right off the main road, there's a little white church with a cemetery next door. So it was sunny, except it was also freezing. And we parked in the church lot, but there were also a couple of cars. Okay, it wasn't freezing, it was windy, and the wind made it feel cold. Okay. Well, we parked in the church lot, but there were a couple of cars that were parked along down the dirt road in the cemetery, too. 
About halfway down on that road, the left is a pine tree with several tombstones below it. This is where the Brown family plot is. We immediately found Mercy's grave. People leave trinkets and flowers at it. She is buried next to her sister, and on the other side of the tree is her brother, Edwin. We also found her dad and mom and a few other family members. It just looks like a normal grave. You can never tell that a little over a hundred years ago, the town went nuts and started digging people up. It looks nice and peaceful now. You can see a few of the pictures we took there on our website. Marcy was only 19 years old when she died in 1892. That's super young. Yeah, this whole story is kind of sad. So anyway, the Brown family caught tuberculosis. The mother, Mary Eliza, was the first to die of the disease, followed in 18... 86 by their eldest daughter Mary Olive in 1891 Mercy and her brother Edwin also got sick friends and neighbors of the family believed that one of the dead family members was a vampire although they did not use that name and had called uh, caused Edwin's illness Mercy's poor dad George Brown was convinced by town people townspeople to give permission to exhume several bodies of his family members. That means to dig them back up from their graves to check on them. Villagers, the local doctor, and a newspaper reporter exhumed the bodies on March 17, 1892. Hey, that's St. Patrick's Day. What was, was that a thing back then? I think in a religious sense it was maybe. But I'm pretty sure they weren't wearing green and dressing up as leprechauns. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, the bodies of both Mary and Mary Olive looked like you would expect a buried body to look, so the townspeople decided they were not the vampires. However, the body of Mercy still looked almost alive and still had blood in her heart. This was taken as a sign that she was undead and the cause of her brother Edwin's illness. Remember, not a great medical knowledge at this time. As it turns out, Mercy died in the middle of winter. And if you have ever been to New England in the winter, well, it's cold. And frozen. And snowy. And icy. So when the people died during the winter, they weren't able to bury them in the ground right away. Since they weren't able to bury Mercy in the family cemetery, they stored her body in an above-ground crypt, which is like a small stone hut. It basically acted as a refrigerator, keeping her body quote-unquote fresh, which is the reason villagers and doctors thought she still looked alive and assumed she was the vampire. Okay, as if this isn't gross already, it gets grosser. Superstition at the time was you needed to take the heart of a vampire and burn it, mix it with water, and create a tonic or drink. And they made her brother drink it. Newsflash. It didn't work. He died two months later because vampirism is not real. Well, if you ever turn into a vampire and make me sick, I am totally not drinking your burnt-up heart tonic. That is disgusting. Okay, number one, I won't turn into a vampire. I wouldn't drink your heart either, so it's good we didn't live in 1892. Yeah. So, there you have it, the legend of Mercy Brown, Rhode Island's very own vampire. If you are interested in learning more, we have links on our website at www.lfhne.com. There is a ton of information on her out there. 
So, that's the show for this week. If you liked our podcast, make sure to like, follow, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Or on Facebook at LFHE. You can also follow us on Insta at LFHE underscore kids or at Twitter at LFHE. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It means so much to us. Shout out to all the listeners in Germany, UK, and all across the United States. If you want to share your own ghost story or legend, you can email at us at contact at lfhne.com. We might read it on an upcoming podcast. Until next week, remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky.